Welcome to Land Life, a podcast for North Coast landholders by North Coast Local Land Services. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live, work and play. From Bunjalung, Gitable and Gumbangia country in the north, to Yagel, Dungadi and Biripai country in the south, we pay respects to the people and elders, past, present and emerging, across all the countries on which we work, and extend that respect to Aboriginal people listening to this podcast. Today's episode of Land Life is the third and final instalment in our mini-series on the weed eradication program on Lord Howe Island. Once again, we're going to kick off this episode by picking up where we left off with Ashley Goodwill and Terry Wilson, who are talking about the future of the island through a biodiversity lens made possible by over 15 years of hard work on the island. And so, Terry, when did you leave Lord Howe and have you been back recently? Yeah, look, I left in about um, 2008 and I've been back most years in some capacity to help out or to fill in for some positions that were vacant. And I was able to assist um, with some of the rodent eradication community liaison aspects of that program, which was completed about 18 months ago. And it's just wonderful to see the changes over time. Sue and Hank have carried on this program, the WEEDS program, and really fine-tuned it and have brought in new technologies and new approaches. And to walk through the bush now on Lord Howe, it's really rewarding. Um, it's actually quite hard to find an invasive weed. Many of those are, are still there are in very low numbers. So whilst this program has been expensive, it's starting to become less expensive as the time to treat the island is shrinking. It's becoming a shorter period of time to cover the island. And um, whilst there's plenty of work that remains to be done, uh, I think anyone who visited Lord Howe Island 15 years ago and came back today will be really impressed with some of the changes on the ground and the way that biodiversity has responded to um, these programs and how many species are now bouncing back. And it's very encouraging. Was it difficult for you to leave Lord Howe and, and come back to the mainland? Do you do you find yourself looking at weeds now and having to close your eyes because you've seen the amazing way that change is possible? Yeah, look, it's a beautiful place and obviously it's a hard place to live and that's why I love to return it as often as I can. And look, we were fortunate being World Heritage listed. Um, we were able to access funding um, that perhaps wouldn't be accessible to some land management programs on the mainland. So we're very grateful for the funding of both the state and federal governments and, of course, the Lord Howe Island Board and the support of the local community over there because people need to undertake weed programs in their own gardens because, as you know, weeds don't respect borders and if we don't control weeds on people's properties, well, they'll escape into the broader landscape. So it's been a a really big effort involving a lot of different people and everyone's played their their role to um, see the changes on the ground on Lord Howe Island. But it's definitely a, an island that everyone should try and get to at some point and some of the uh, the, the, the biodiversity and the unique uh, plants and animals on the island are just something you have to behold and see firsthand. While chatting with Ashley, Terry mentioned some of the important contributions made by long-term local Ian Hutton and the community group Friends of Lord Howe Island. 
It's groups like these and the contributions they make to the success of the program that demonstrate how invested the local community is in caring for the natural environment. And it makes it easy to see why Sue and Hank feel so passionately about the future of the project and biodiversity on the island. So why is it important that we get to that 100% weed eradicated on the island? I know you've said that people recognise that you've come so far, but why is that zero density so important? The weeds have become weeds because of their invasive capacity. Um, And particularly, we have plants probably similar to the invasive weeds in the subtropical rainforest on the mainland. Uh, Most of the plants that come from either South Africa or South America, Um, a lot of them have drought hardiness. So um, we've got to get on top of them. Definitely know about them here in the North Coast. So it's it's awesome to hear that the efforts on Lord Howe are working. Now, I want to bring uh, Hank back in for a second and, and get him to tell us a bit about his hope for the future on the island and, and maintaining that World Heritage listing and maintaining it as a pristine site for or for generations to come. So what what is the future of Lord Howe look like to you? Is it much the same? Is there going to be a lot of changes? Or how do you see the island if it's we? Free. Every four to five years, World Heritage Properties need to do an, an outlook uh, report to the IUCN. Um, our latest one has us uh, as very good. Um, we're in the green zone. Um, some of our uh, sister properties in New South Wales were there in the last report, but just the one that just came through, they've gone backwards. So Blue Mountains, Gondwana have both gone backwards due to fires and pests and other threats. Um, Great Barrier Reef is another another one that's going backwards. Lord Howe is going forwards because uh, we are doing good management. We are eradicating pests. Um, the birds are just um, abounding. As Sue said, the plants are abounding. Um, the in- there's crickets every night. We never used to hear crickets. You hear crickets every night. There's insects everywhere. So we are seeing an ecological renaissance it is uh, totally fascinating to be living and breathing it. Um, the catchphrase for the last year has been, I've never seen that before, and there's people still saying it, um, even the oldies. Um, so many plants which we've never seen fruit, uh, fruiting. Um, there's an endangered plant called uh, mountain dilosma. We've never seen it fruit. Just the other day we were up the mountain and saw a plant with fruit on it. So... Um, we believe that if we continue to receive the adequate funding to implement these programs, uh, we will continue to be managing this World Heritage property to the best of its ability and protect it into the future for all generations. We're so appreciative uh, for all you do and and it's great to hear that Lord Howe is moving forward as a World Heritage Site. And do you have any visions of Lord Howe in the future? What's your ideal? Obviously, weed-free, little mountain palms everywhere. What does it look like? I think if we keep tracking in the direction that we are, I think the future will be looking good for Lord Howe. Um, Look, it is a privilege to be able to walk through the environment and see the natural diversity of uh, the plants and animals on Lord Howe Island and seeing all the um, birds just doing their thing because there's no predators for birds here. They're, you know, wandering around your backyard, if not trying to get into your house. But um, 
I guess it's what I'd like to see is just Lord Howe Island keep on doing um, the work that it is doing to maintain focus for biosecurity um, in the sense of stopping anything coming back here or new things arriving. And I think, as Hank mentioned about that, we still are free from myrtle rust. Um, when that did arrive here, we jumped onto it quickly. So I just do see that the community and the board do have a sense of alertness. I think everyone is interested to um, keep Lord Howe Island's environment shining for the future. And, yeah, I think um, Lord Howe Island is a bit of a flagship, essentially, in the sense of how we can um, restore and protect the environment. And, yeah, I think that, uh, Ashley, you should come over and visit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, absolutely, and I think it's something that hopefully our listeners will get a chance to think about next time they go or want to go to Lord Howe to, to look around and to appreciate how, how much work has been done and how much time and effort has gone into keeping the the island free of weeds. So just hats off to you guys. Thank you so much for being part of our conversation today. It's been really wonderful and we look forward to speaking again soon. Thanks, Excellent. Ashley. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. As with the last few episodes in this series, you can learn more by visiting the Lord Howe Island Board website listed in the show notes. And that brings an end to our Lord Howe Island Weed Eradication Program mini-series. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast is jointly funded through North Coast Local Land Services and the Australian Government's National Land Care Program.